Hi everyone, my name is Irvin. I'm John. And I'm Kyle. And this is The Theology Podcast. Hi guys. Hey, hey. Good to be back. Yeah. For week three of this series that we are on in what it means to live out the way of Christianity. And we've talked about what it means to be people who live in the way of the water, what it means to be living in the way of the word. And today, we're talking about what it means to be living in the way of the table. And because we live in Singapore right now, this is a very easy concept for us to understand because <laughs> we're like always eating everywhere, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's great. And that's honestly something that the early church practiced as well. We see in Acts 2 that one of the things that they're always doing is they're always meeting together and breaking bread together. So that's why we want to talk about a table that somehow shapes them, becomes characteristic of the early church. And we want to try and be like that in our faith communities today as well. So just to kick things off, Irvin and Kyle, my friends and colleagues, what is a memorable table experience that you have had? Hmm. Yeah, for myself, I would say that the most memorable table experience I've had is actually in my own home, like where I live right now. We came across this beautiful, large wooden table, 1.8 meters long. It was such a centerpiece for our home because we didn't have a television. Uh, we still don't have one, actually. So yeah, we, we spent a lot of time sitting there, hosting people there. And right now, you know, because my wife is homeschooling our boys, they actually spend every morning at the table for maybe like one plus hour also. And that's just the meal time when they have breakfast, some uh, reading of scripture, some prayer as well. And then after that, they will come back for some like reading, some numbers and some craft. Yeah. So I think the table that we bought and we really treasure a lot has become very life-giving. Yeah, it's become a life-giving table for us. Yeah. Sounds like the centerpiece of your family life almost. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, in fact, the other day we had a guest over and she was just asking, oh, you guys must spend a lot of time at this table. Mm, yeah, and we're yeah. like, oh, I wonder how she knew. <laughs> mm, yeah, interestingly for me, my memory and recollection of a table experience is very similar, but it wasn't my own personal table or in my family's home. It was in the home of my best friend. Mm. Uh, and they were Christian family. Uh, had a large family. Uh, he was one of four boys and one girl. So there's five kids in all, seven wow. people all together. And they would frequently host people for dinner. Uh, and so they had a, quite a large table. And in fact, they restructured their house. They took the middle room, which was typically like the formal like seating or living area, and they turned that into the dining room uh, and changed some of the other bedroom or configurations to accommodate the other rooms in the house. But I never really paid much attention to that until just reflecting on it and the idea that they made the dining table the center of their house. And every mealtime, it was expected that all of the family members would be present for dinner. And breakfast, uh, I remember spending a couple of nights there with my friend and then waking up for breakfast in the morning. And his mom would read from Proverbs in the morning and, and share a big hearty breakfast. And the thing that I always liked about sitting at that table was everyone in the family was expected to be there, but all others were welcome as well. And so there were frequently other friends of other siblings that came and the table was often packed 10, 12 people deep, uh, wow, you know, which is wow. amazing. It wasn't a huge table, but definitely bigger than we typically find in Singapore. But I was always fascinated how there was always more room at that table and there was always enough food, which was fascinating <laughs> to me because they didn't, they didn't make a lot of money, but they always managed to feed everyone really well. Wow, that's amazing. I'm thinking of my own family's Chinese New Year reunion dinners. And those are always big affairs for the extended family to come. And I remember being gathered in, 
you know, our grandparents' home, it's a three-room flat, quite old, very long, and so not a very big space for a big table to be. And in fact, there were so many of us in the house, I think like 30 people in such a small place, and they had to set up multiple tables all throughout the <laughs> length of the house, right? And then, and then there's, there's one table where the grown-ups would sit together, a table where me and my cousins would sit together. And the whole house would be such a cacophony of noise. Maybe not cacophony because it was sweet conversation. It was laughter at every single table along the <laughs> yeah. house. There's these good memories. We are coming from our own families with our own experiences. And Chinese New Year is just a time to trade stories. And there's such camaraderie among everyone. And those really formed me as a kid, even now. Mm, the yeah. table brings family together. So given that tables have played a very significant part of our own lives, how has the way of the table continued to shape us in terms of our Christian lives? What are some values from these tables that apply to our faith, our walk with Jesus and with our faith community? Uh, I'm reminded of something that one of my mentors once said, and that is discipleship happens at the speed of relationship. And then when I think about the table, I recognize relationship really happens at the table. Wow. If I don't have a yeah. table, what kind of relationship do I have? When I first meet somebody, how do I want to get to know them better? Hey, let's go get something to eat. Or mm. whether it's at outside yeah. at a restaurant or inviting them over mm. to my house or joining them at their house, that's how relationship is built. And so for me, the table represents where relationship happens. Mm. It's not just the jolliness and you know the happiness and celebration of Chinese New Year or other festivals or holidays or the, the joyous gatherings of, of meals, but it's also where we sit around and we have hard discussions about family finances or decisions that need to be made in the family for somebody's health. Or that's where, that's where those types of things happen. That's where authentic relationship happens. And that's why I think the table, especially in scripture, is so important because that's where our relationship happens with one another and with Jesus. Mm. Mm. And I'm wondering if we have lost a bit of that in our Singaporean culture, and I'm sure in other countries as well, as we have fast food, cheap food, yeah. uh, and even food courts, you know, where mm. you can just like kind of sit with a stranger at lunchtime mm. and you lose the sanctity of sharing a meal together with, with another person to share a meal together. It's special. Mm. Yeah. I would say it's sacred even, you know, because by sitting with you and sharing a meal with you, I'm saying you are important. Mm. You're, you're more than worth my time. Yeah. Oh, you, you bring up an interesting point in thinking about how our table manners have mm -hmm. evolved because yeah. we have food courts and things like that. What about our table manners at, at the Lord's Supper, at the mm. Lord's table? Mm. You think about, we no longer sit at a table. We don't yeah. sit around yeah. at a table yeah. anymore. We sit in these pews or in rows and we look at the back of someone's head. Mm. I don't get to see that person face to face and we're not breaking a full meal together or breaking mm. bread together. It's a small, now it's like a, a packet. You know, like as one of my friends likes to refer to the rip and sip, right? <laughs> <laughs> but these packets, like, I mean, yes, it's it's convenient, it's it's efficient, it's necessary, yes, all of that. But is there something that we can reclaim of the table that was intended from the very beginning when Jesus sat around with his disciples? Yeah, yeah. And even if we still rip and sip, we still live the way of the table yes. in our lives. A way of like generosity, a way of giving life rather than taking life, a way of abundance. There's always room for more at the table and the way of family, that if you sit here, you're part of our family and you eat the same food, drink the same drink, speak about the same topics. For my family, we often sing a particular song of grace before our meal and it's become like a family tradition and that's our family way. So when we have guests over, 
we share that with them too. And they sing along with us and they pray with us. Yeah. And the beauty of that is whoever's sitting at the table, we don't all have to agree on everything, mm. whether it's what our favorite football team is or <laughs> our po- a political mm. alignment or who we're voting for or whatever, you know, we don't have to agree on all those things, but there is something sacred about being at the table in relationship. Mm. Yeah. I'm reminded of a church that I visited and at communion on Sundays, it was at a table, 10 people to a table. Oh, and oh, during communion, oh. they would have actual unleavened bread and grape juice and during communion it would be the table sharing with each other here's what I am hearing and experiencing with the bread and the wine with the body and the blood of Jesus and how it has affected me this week or how I have desired it this week and how I've been lacking it and then that experience it's about 10-20 minute experience with 10 people around the table it motivates me to want to have more tables with these people like 20 minutes is not enough for us to share at this table, which is so, so good. Hey, let's go out for lunch after service and let's hang out. Mm. So I wonder, hearing from what you guys say, the table of the Lord that we experience on Sunday, what if that were to almost overflow into every table of the week, that the same spirit of generosity, of abundance could be at those tables as well. The same spirit of, I want to slow down and spend time with these people in a sacred setting which is present on Sunday, what if that could overflow into every meal Monday to Saturday as well? Sounds like what I read about in Acts chapter 2. What do you know? That's all we have for this week on the Theology Podcast. See you next time.